Welcome to Back Window. I'm Mike Hill, your host, and I call this episode Some More Stuff My Daddy Said. I have written much about my father. There are reasons for that. He was a man bigger than life in many ways. At 6'2", 240 pounds, he took up a lot of physical space. His four years in the Marine Corps had toughened him up physically and reinforced a sense of honesty, integrity, and responsibility. Only those who knew him very well realized he was a dreamer in the old romantic sense. His favorite poem was If by Rudyard Kipling. The poem is almost a guidebook on how to be a good person. The poem is about keeping all things in perspective, about rising above the petty grievances we all have, about winning gratefully and losing gracefully, and about giving our world, our friends, and ourselves the very best we can give. He taught me the poem, and he lived by its precepts. Dad was not a child of privilege. All his parents had to give him was their kindness and a safe home. Both worked full-time in cotton mills around Union, South Carolina, When the mills were shut down during the Depression, they found work where they could until they opened again. When many mills were closed, Springs Mills and Fort Mill continued to run, and to my eternal gratitude, my grandparents moved here to work, bringing my father with them. He finished high school at the old Central High School, later called A.O. Jones, where Fort Mill Post Office is today. In Fort Mill, He met and married my mother, Dorothy Case, and soon after was sent overseas as a Marine. On his return to Fort Mill from the Pacific, Robert Hill, called Bob, worked every odd job he could find. Eventually, he signed up as an agent with State Farm Insurance Company, which was just hiring agents in South Carolina. He began with zero policyholders and knocked on doors all over Fort Mill and Indian Land until he had built a sizable agency. He later got his real estate license, along with a builder, partner, Red Yarborough, built houses all over Fort Mill. Dad was serious about hard work and taking care of his family. I knew that when I was growing up. I didn't know till after his death that he had quietly given assistance to needy people at Unity Presbyterian Church and it helped more than a few local businesses grow their companies successfully. He was outgoing and funny, and eventually became a leader in various local clubs and organizations. Countless times at meetings, he was asked to start us off with a story. It was not easy to follow in his footsteps. He was so forceful, so in charge, and so often right that I still stand in his shadow. He was easy with people and comfortable in a crowd and had trouble understanding why I was not so easy or comfortable. Napoleon is credited as saying, in French of course, that it is very difficult to have a great man as a father. Napoleon was speaking of himself as the great man. I am not. It's a maxim in comedy that one should never follow a better comedian on stage. Here are a few examples of the comedian I had to follow. In 
the 1980s, dove shoots were a common social event for local men. Dad and I were not real hunters, but enjoyed participating, especially for the stew and beer gathering after the hunts. Once Dad and I were part of a group scattered around a field for a hunt, during a lull I walked over to stand beside him. While we had done our share of shooting, the dove population had not been diminished by the Hill family. Of course, Dad had good reasons. I'm not leading them enough, he told me. When I asked how he could tell, he said, I can see them look back behind them when I shoot. As if that were not enough, he followed it with, of course, I'm only shooting at the bucks. For those even less knowledgeable than I am, determining the gender of a dove in the air is impossible. Bob Hill was ready with a witticism for any sport. Once he was playing golf with my good friend John Morris, and John was not having a good day. Dad was right there with advice. Swing hard, John, in case you hit the ball. When we took beach trips with the whole fam Damley, his words, he would keep a running commentary at poker games with the grandkids, read them and weep, pair of cowboys to case, or are you feeling lucky, kid? Kept us all entertained. As he reached his 80s, Dad refused to give up on humor. When asked what the doctor said after a checkup, he always had a comeback like, he said not to buy any five-day deodorant pads, or he said not to buy any green bananas. My wife Cheryl worked for him during his last years at his office. He still had some rental holdings to manage, but mostly he worked on his genealogy research. Once Cheryl was working hard transcribing and editing a book that he wrote for his children and grandkids, Dad was researching genealogy on his computer when he suddenly exclaimed, Cheryl, I have done plowed up a snake. It was his way of saying that he'd found an ancestor who might have better stayed lost. We have two kinds of relatives, he told her, the ones we don't claim and the ones that don't claim us. Dad loved to travel and once related that many times he would meet folks in some campground in Wyoming or Maine and they would ask where Dad and Mom were from. Dad gave them a standard answer. We're from Fort Mill, South Carolina, home of spring-made sheets, population 3,998. We had 4,000 before we ran Jim and Tammy Baker out of town. That usually identified us, Dad said. Bob Hill loved life. One of his greatest compliments to me was, you are a gentleman and a scholar and a judge of beautiful women, fine horses, and good whiskey. I humbly confess, however, I don't know much about fine horses. He was brimming with advice and recounting it all would take more paper and ink than I can afford. Here are a few of his words that resonate with me every day. When I was a teenager and peer pressure made decisions difficult, he called me aside once and said, son, if you don't feel right about doing anything, you can always use me as the bad guy. It was an advantage that kept me out of more than a few bad situations. Dad didn't talk down to people. Don't ever think you're better than anybody and don't ever think anybody is better than you. Because I was shy and sometimes timid, son, no matter how hard you try, everybody is not going to like you. So don't try so hard to please everyone.
When I was going through a rough patch, he put his arm around me and said, don't bleed all over your friends. People will only feel sorry for you for so long. He loved mother, my sister, and me, and was proud to love our spouses and children and grandchildren. He instilled his values in us all. Even as an adult, I was able to use him as an excuse. Because he loved to travel, I was lucky enough to go with him. I was in my 40s when we spent 10 days on a tour of Russia. We stayed in a hotel owned, I was told, by the Russian Mafia. Times were very hard in Russia and money was scarce in Moscow and the hotel turned a blind eye to women who were, let's say, supplementing their income. I took an elevator down to the lobby one evening around 8 o'clock. On the ride back up, a beautiful, well-dressed, college-aged woman stepped onto the elevator after me. As the elevator made its slow way back to the seventh floor, she reached out and touched me on the chest with one finger. We are making love? She asked. I was not my cool James Bond best, so I answered, No, ma'am, I don't think so. I'm from Fort Mill, South Carolina, and I'm staying in a room with my daddy.